Welcome to our last lesson as we take a look at something called, we continue to look at inflation, we're going to take a look at something called purchasing power. So purchasing power is a really, really um, powerful concept. Here's what it says. Let's say that I make $100,000 a year. Next year, my wage has gone up to $120,000. And I think, yeah, all right. I'm ahead of the game. I'm making $20,000 more than I did last year. Well, that's all fine and dandy. But let's say that my goal in life is to own Lamborghinis. So I want to buy a car. Well... Let's say that this year the price of that car is $100,000. That means my purchasing power with my wage is equivalent to one car. Can we really say I'm ahead of the game if, and I'm just going to do this for the sake of making the math easy, if all of a sudden there's a huge amount of inflation in the price of that car, all of a sudden my purchasing power parity even though I'm making more because there's been inflation in the price of the car, my purchasing power parity has gone to half. So, the difference between the amount our wages and how much it can buy us is what we call the difference between the nominal wage and the real wage. We're going to explore that concept a little bit further. So this gets to something that we call the real income. And expanding a little bit on that example before, I always hope that as my income goes up, that I can buy more. Well, let's say that my income went up 4%. Does that mean that I'm actually able to buy 4% more? What if the inflation rate, pardon me, get rid of that. What if the inflation rate was 3%? So yeah, my wage has gone up, but because the price of everything went up, I'm not able to buy 4% more. I'm only able to buy 1% more. And that right there is the difference between what we, we, we would call 
a change in the nominal wage or the nominal value the nominal value of my wage hike and the real value and this reflects our purchasing power So what are some of the costs then of its purchasing power that we really care about? Well, one of the costs of inflation is relative to resource costs. As the cost of resources go up, then the cost of everything goes up. So think about as the cost of gas goes up, cost of driving goes up. We can also have worry about taxes and inflation. So taxes, for example, are based on taxes are based on your nominal income. Well, what if your nominal income doesn't keep up with inflation? You might be taxed more as it goes up even though your purchasing power doesn't allow you to buy as much that you can buy less. The last thing is the role of uncertainty. Now this is not a huge one in Canada right now but if we're able to anticipate, for example, that prices are going to go up at a regular rate, then we can plan ahead how much do we want to save, how much do we want to spend. If all of a sudden we were to get, say, hyperinflation, and inflation goes up by more than we anticipate, there's unanticipated inflation, and we're not certain about the future, then we would spend more now, driving up costs, creating even more inflation. So it becomes this very, very vicious cycle. So inflation has a really big impact on us in terms of uh, how much we're able to buy and our, uh, and our quality of life. The last one that we're going to look at, we've looked at inflation and how to measure it. We've looked at uh, employment and how to measure it. The last one we're actually going to leave for chapter 5, and that's how to measure GDP, which ultimately measures all of the activity in our economy as a whole.